What up, guys? Welcome to Full Court Fresh, where we bring you the updates on all things NBA related. This is episode 8. Today is March 6, 2022. We are your hosts, Nico Del Rey and Jules Cruz. Today, we're going to be talking about the Lake Show, everything that's happened to them this week, and if LeBron James is the greatest scorer of all time. What's up, guys? I'm Jules Cruz. You can find me at Jules E. Cruz on Twitter. Instagram, Kumu, everywhere. What up, y'all? I'm Nico Del Rey. Find me at Nico underscore Del underscore Rey. Instagram, Twitter, Kumu, everywhere. So what's up? What happened this week? Um, there's actually a lot that we got going on this week. Uh, we are... Lakers stuff. First Tons of Lakers stuff. We're a fantasy podcast, but we are also diehard Lakers fans. So yes. this, is a, this is a good episode for us. Yeah, you know, this is a good, they had a good win. We're happy about that. A lot of drama the past couple of weeks, obviously, but good win. LeBron went off 56, 10, three assists, and what, six threes? Yeah. Six, free throws as well. 12 for 13, almost perfect from the line, and 19 for 31 from the field. We love it. And also, we beat the Warriors, so that felt just great. <laughs> Sorry, Warriors fans. Just half our stream, yeah. <laughs> half our viewers. Um, but now that we got to the good stuff about the Lakers, we have seen a little drama unfold. Uh, if you're following basketball at all, you would have seen it. Um, first and foremost, the headline earlier this week was Westbrook returning to the Lakers next season is deemed impossible. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that, and I think I can see them trying to get rid of him. I think there's a couple scenarios opening up with the Knicks. Um, potentially, because they're both kind of not having great seasons. So hopefully we can find a way to get a good situation for him and get some assets back because it seems like they're having just lots of chemistry issues. So I can see it happening, and I feel like it's probably the likely uh, thing to happen. But here is also the caveat to that. They are still trying to appease him a little bit by keeping him as a starter. And the next headline I saw just yesterday is... The organization wants him to come off the bench, but Vogel is still pushing for him to be a starter. Yeah, there's a lot of issues with with him and the way he's like working with the coaches too. I heard he's like not really doing the training, one on one training, and then that that came out like a month ago. But there's that he doesn't want to even like entertain the idea of coming off the bench. So obviously he's having a ton of issues with the coaching staff. But also I feel like maybe Vogel might not be here next year either. So uh, just that's a mess. But. For a second, we got to just enjoy that win and forget about it. Yes, most definitely. And I want to hear from everyone, too, in this stream. I want to know this, but here's our new segment. We want to have a debate, and today's debate is, is LeBron James the greatest scorer of all time? We don't have – do we have a name for this segment yet? We don't. Do you have one on top of your head? No, I don't. Debate. Um. <laughs> okay, we'll think about it later. Anyways, so this week's debate topic is, is LeBron James the greatest scorer of all time? Lakers star LeBron James is the NBA's all-time leading scorer, counting the playoffs, surpassing Kareem. He just passed him uh, the other day. He had a three against Golden State. Now he has 44,152 points, and he is now the sole leader of that. That's combined uh, regular season and playoffs. And then on the shop, this past week, he said, when they talk about the greatest scorers of all time, they never mention my name. It pisses me off. How do you feel? Do you think LeBron James is the greatest scorer of all time? Personally, I do not think he's the greatest scorer of all time. Um, a few reasons. It's almost how Cooper Cup 
broke a few records this year, right? But they added a game. The rules are changing. Um, it's more in favor for higher scoring production. That being said, I think LeBron is a post hard foul era. You know, he never played the Pistons. He never played like the mm. hard teams. When you were when you were back then, and then like even Wilt was putting up points before there was a three point line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with LeBron chasing rings, uh, kind of uh, alluding from or getting away from hand checking, getting away from hard fouls. Does that make him an efficient scorer? Yes. But does that make him the greatest scorer? Like any situation possible, I'm going to get a bucket. Like, so greatest, Kareem, Kareem came so up with, great, a, with a sky hook. Like, he came up with a sky hook. Like, he made up a, no, a new move that is very difficult to replicate just to get away from the foul. Okay. So, okay. So you're saying that greatest score just means like most. You're saying the person who can score in any situation. Yeah. Like, if I, like, Am I a great shooter because I can shoot a Coke can five feet in front of me? Or am I the greatest shooter because I can, like, snipe it from three miles out? But if you shoot a million Coke cans... Yeah, yeah versus, versus you're a million... From 100 feet. Yeah. Versus, that's not five feet, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's not... And LeBron kind of gets the Tom Brady rule where they kind of cater to him. Thing, sort of. Things go in his favor. That's not, I don't think that's true. And now that. that I'm watching the Lakers play... He gets fouled twice as many times as he gets called for. I think everyone's always like, oh, he's flopping. This dude has to flop or else it looks like he's just too strong. No one's even touching him. He, okay, is year 18, he's averaging 25 points a game. Jabbar in his last few seasons was averaging like 14, 10 points, I saw. You try averaging 25 points a game. I get elbow on the rib. Today I went to the the G League game and I was looking at them and I thought, I could drop 50 today. (laughs) But then they put me in a hamburger costume instead. Like... The way they used to box out and get like under you and you would fall on your own so it looks like a innocent foul. Um, the way they would shove you, they'd literally throw you. That I was think, way no, harder to different. score. I think that obviously LeBron has been the number one option on the team for 18 years now. So teams are throwing different looks at him, but they cannot stop him. His average has not got down. He is the longest streak for 10 points per game. Like He's just this longevity, it's consistency, and... He's about to pass Malone, I think, in the next nine, eight or nine games to be the second on the all-time regular season scoring record. But my counter to that, too, is, okay, say, for instance, James Harden is scoring, but he's using the foul rule to his advantage. Do you consider him a good scorer or he just gets points? Because if that's the case, if it's just like, then I would even argue that Kevin Durant is a better scorer than LeBron because in this league, he is their number one option. He's killing it, and he's playing under the same rules. I think he's a great scorer in your definition, sure. But then no one is doing it like LeBron James is for the entire time, averaging like 25 or 27 and nonstop for 18 years is unbelievable. And when it does count, he actually does get it done. I think people hate on him like his, you know, his clutch gene doesn't have a clutch gene, but there's been, he's had plenty of opportunities where he has shown that off. And I think because I didn't believe this either until I started watching him every single Laker game. And now I see that he's un, he's truly unstoppable. That's hard to say, too, because also LeBron and Tom Brady's longevity is credit to the way they take care of their bodies. Not saying that Kareem didn't care about it, but back then they were like having a beer on the sideline like <laughs> mid-game. They were smoking cigars <laughs> mid-game. So it was just a different era. So it's also hard. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in this era thing with LeBron. He's played for 18 years. He played against a completely different um, set of guys when he first started off in this league, and he was dominating. And I think whatever now they talk about shooters and people don't want to, you know, they want to change the rules for shooters. They want to foul them, but 
LeBron could do it any other time. And this thing that people are saying, LeBron could have been in another era. It doesn't make any sense to me. LeBron would have dominated any era. He'll be the best player in any era of all time. That's hard to say. That's hard to say. Granted, I will say he played through his knee soreness and he always has injuries. But I think there's just a different tier for like the like the Kobe's. Like I'm going to break my finger and still get back in the game. Like the dudes who just grind it out and still get buckets, that's a different tier and they just – that's true. I mean, I love Kobe. You know that. Yeah, so that's why I just, you know, associated property. If Kobe was scoring getting fouled like that and Kareem was, and if you love Kobe. When people say greatest scorer, they should mean the person who is, like, most consistent and getting the most points all the time. But you think greatest scorer should mean whoever is inefficient. Like, who, like, get, me, get him the ball and he will score a point at this moment is what you mean. Yeah. I mean that's that you know that's the crux Cause, of cause, the argument because LeBron can be the highest scorer, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he will be, and also the best. He can shoot all the cans he wants from ten 56, feet away. Fifty six last night, a fifty a fifty six burger. Uh, what do you know about that? I don't know. I do not know. <laughs> also, like, okay, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but I saw someone, someone on Twitter was saying like they were making the argument that Anthony Davis is actually an extremely durable player. Because whenever he gets injured, he always comes back. He's never out for the season. <laughs> you don't, you don't I've contemplated that because I thought the same thing. And then when he comes back, he's still putting up like 25 and like 13. Yeah. Or like 30 and 13. Yeah. And it's just like you just see him injured so much. But <laughs> but he it's never out for the season. You know what I mean? Like he always finds his way back. Is so I'm cr- like, that's the crucial moments though. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm going to this really quick. Over, under. I mean, this dude has missed a lot of games. That's why. Like, do you think he, he finishes on average at least 50 games a season? At least 50. Oh, yeah. Yeah? 60 Typically, games. yeah. 60 games. You, <laughs> think he's finished, you think he's finished 60 games a season? No. Right? That's what I'm saying. But he always comes back. He always comes back. Um, You find anything? Yeah, I did right here. So cool. He... Played 601 games, but most of them, he's only finished more than 70 games two times out of those 10 seasons. But like the 60s, he's above the 60s. Yeah. He's had a couple rough last seasons, but he, yeah. it's not as bad as people say. He has a 61, a 56, a 62, a 36. So that's four. That's almost half his seasons <laughs> where they're pretty <laughs> abysmal. I mean, last season was bad just because of the playoffs. That was bad. Yeah. But otherwise, he, he's, he seems to figure out a way. Okay. Let's go into injuries. I'm still pondering this. I I don't I'm trying to understand. So you think he's the highest scorer of all time? I think he's the best scorer of all time. I think he hasn't been no So, has, so I no give one, you my definition, give me your definition of the best scorer. The guy who will put up in a season and in the playoffs who will definitely get you like 25 to 30 points a game. And you think without this, a doubt. You think his talent and his style of play would survive back then also. Yes, and I think no one has done and will be able to do what LeBron James is doing, which is average this many points for this long. I mean, this is not even mentioning all of his assists and everything else he does for a team. But in terms of just scoring, there has been no one like LeBron James ever. I think that, you know, no like I love Kobe. I love MJ. They could not have done what LeBron James is doing. Kobe and MJ, but I think if we're still talking about Kareem, that's where I, that's where I'm starting to get. It can't be Kareem either. No, it's not Kareem. Let's do that. Let's do average ten points this last season. That's nothing. 
LeBron James is going out. LeBron could average 25 in Kareem's. And Kareem wasn't even the first option anymore. It was magic for his last, what, like five, six years. Yeah. It's LeBron James. The man. The king. Yeah, maybe we have to call in a third opinion on yeah. one of our other shows to get this uh, debate over we'll with. We'll see. All right, moving on. Um, not the best news we want to report, uh, but it is very important to your fantasy leagues. A lot of injuries going on this week. Um, we're going to start with the Warriors, Clay Thompson, non-COVID illness. He was like gone, and then he came back for two games, but he still needed a few more days of rest. So it was one and extended to two games, so just keep your eye on that. And Steph Curry is resting for maintenance. They had like a, a few bad games in a row, so I think Steve Curry just wanted to uh, give him some rest. Next, we got the Raptors, uh, FVV, Fred Van Vliet. He has some knee issues. And then his backup was killing it, Malachi Flynn. Now he's having hamstring issues. So they are going to do this sign on like a 10-day contract and just other reserves. So if you have any Raptors, that's something to look at. Kyle Lowry, personal reasons out. Um, he's missed five games so far. So as we move into our playoffs, you might need a backup plan. That roster spot is too important to just have um, Kyle Lowry taking up bench space. One of the bigger ones, Anthony Edwards, left patella tendinopathy. Um, he's been out for a few games this week. Uh, speaking of knee issues, coming back, Zion, he finishes rehab in Portland, and he's back in New Orleans, cleared for basketball activities. So hopefully we see something good come from that. Um, my boy Josh Kitty, he was averaging 17 points, 9 boards, 8 assists, and 1 steal. And now he is out for a couple weeks due to a sore hip. A shame. Yeah, super, super unfortunate. Jalen Suggs, ankle sprain. Devin Booker, COVID. Um, Anthony Simons, quad contusion right after he dropped a 38-point game, so that's big. Um, and a top 10 player, DeJounte Murray, has a calf contusion. He played through his game, but he is questionable for Monday. Um, all of these are big things you need to look for moving on uh, for your playoffs coming up. And now we're moving on to our pick-me-ups. These are our waiver wire pickups. These are so important this week because playoffs are coming up. This is the last regular season week. And lock down your rosters. Let's figure out who we need. Nico, who are your pickups? Here's my issue. We always start these on Saturday. And I just found out that one of my pickups uh, might be out with a shoulder injury. Mm. So I have a pivot. I have a pivot option. Um, we're going to start at the point guard shooting guard position. I got Malik Beasley. Oh, this is another guy. He's been top 63 for the past two weeks, averaging 15 points, 4.83 point made on 56% shooting. He is worth scoring at if Anthony Edwards remains sidelined. But yesterday's game, he headbutted Drew Eubanks. <laughs> so like, that's he, even that's dope. That's, Sign him. So you need a, that toughness on your roster. That's a pickup that I would suggest, but then now he's probably going to get suspended for one, for sure one, maybe two games. Right. Yeah. Damn. Right. Your pick, Jules. My pick, my first pick was Campaign. Had a great last game, 30 points, 8 assists, 1 block. He had 17, 16 assists before that and 1 steal in 34 minutes. Since he came back, he's been taking up the lead role for a Chris, Both, uh, Chris Paul's lost spot. And I think that he's going to keep it up. And I feel like, you know, Cam Johnson also went off the other day too. And it seems like maybe together a little duo going, a little foreman. Uh, for me, the power forward position, um, I think I feel like I always have some kind of Indiana pacer because their rotation is just it's a, hurting. It's a free-for-all over there. It is. But if you are the sub, if you are getting in minutes, you're going to do well. So Jalen Smith, top 78 the last two weeks, um, 14 points, 10 rebounds, 
1.83 point made for a big man. So that's super solid. He's shooting 50 from the field, 87% from the line. Plug and play, easy money if uh, Miles Turner is still out. Um, he's only 36% rostered, so that's pretty low. And I don't know if you've seen him. He's just like looks like Dwight Howard, but with like these thick goggles. The glasses. On. Yeah, he's so dope. He's so dope. <laughs> I feel like every uh, like week or so, I pick KCP, and I'm doing it again because he'll have these stretches where he's incredible. And the last few games, he had 19, five, one steal, 28, five and five, 15, three and three, and he just goes off. Like I, I don't know what it is. And even when he was with the Lakers, he was doing the same thing. He'll have a stretch of like two or three weeks where he was incredible, and then he would shoot like zero for ten. But we are currently in the midst of one of his great streaks. So I would pick him up, sign him, and hopefully he keeps it up for the playoffs. Good. Lastly for me, um, Isaiah Roby. I had him last year. I'm a big fan of this guy. Um, he was top 66 this last month, um, 22 in last week's averages. So that's that's really good. 18.7 boards, 2.3 assists. But he really makes his stride in 2.3 steals, one block, 1.73s, and he's shooting 54 from the from the field. So that's super fire. Um, when I wrote this, uh, they're playing Milwaukee, who has a top five against uh, centers. But on the back end of next week, they have Memphis, who's a bottom five. However, they did bench him, I think, today for uh, shoulder issues. So just monitor that moving forward. For sure. My last pick is Kuminga. For the Warriors, he had 18-5-2 the other day in 29 minutes. And, you know, you mentioned Clay and Steph maybe taking some time to, to recover. And it feels like they're going to just give him more time. He's young. He's a rookie, so they're going to give him more minutes. And he can score, flat-out score. He killed the Lakers the other day almost, so I would pick him up. Um, I do think it's unfair for me to give you two players who will probably be missing time this week specifically. Um, so my honorable mention was the same honorable mention I had last week. He was only 60% rostered last week. He bumped up to 75% this week. So people see the trend. They are chasing it. That's Jalen Green. He is averaging 19 points, 3.8 rebounds, 3.5 assists. But he's also killing it on 1.8 steals and 2.63s. He is currently ranked 51. So you're getting a top 50 player from the waiver wire. I think someone to think about is is DeMarcus Cousins. He had a really great game, too, but I can't tell if he's going to get more playing time. Every time he has a good game, I think I get excited about it because I know that he's like he has amazing potential to return. And then the team that he's with just doesn't trust him to keep going. So we'll see. Like You can keep an eye on him. Maybe he'll, he'll get some time with Jokic coming back. But even when he did the same thing with, with Milwaukee, he had a couple of great games. They just benched him right away. So uh, something to keep your eye on, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't rely on it. You think that's a talent-related thing or a personality or, like, behavior-related issue? Because a lot of teams do that to him. A lot of his whole career ever since, like, the Kings, like, he's it's just been happening. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think he just – they just at, – at this point of his career, they're thinking about him just plug and play most of the time. And if, if they need him, they need him. But with Jokic, they don't want to take any minutes for him. And they're really the same mm-hmm. position. So mm-hmm. it's tough. Mm-hmm. Who are your drops for this week? Unfortunately, Josh Giddy. Such a fan, but out for a couple weeks. There's only about three or four weeks, depending on your league format for playoffs. So yeah. you just need to get rid of that roster spot. Even if you add some dude who's getting you like 15 and four, that's better than zero and zero. Yeah, this is the time. There's no time for stashing anymore. Get who you need. And if someone's not going to be there for the next few weeks, you just got to get rid of them. And my drop I put down is Markel Fultz. I know that some of us were thinking he may you know, might have a little spark, end of the season thing. 
but he's just not going to have enough time to get warmed up for the fantasy playoffs. So you got to just drop him. The dude had six points and three assists in 19 minutes. It's going to take him a while to get back to shape. So maybe he might have a good rest of the season for the NBA, but for fantasy, it's not going to be in time. Cool. Uh, Strength of schedule, there's not too much this week. Uh, Most teams are playing about four to three games. However, looking forward, we want you to win your championship. So that starts now. You got to plan for that now. Don't just do it Sunday night when everyone's picked up and everybody uses up their ads. Try and plan ahead. Um, So Miami, two weeks from now, March 14th, they have two games. They're the only team with two games. So that's limiting you. And then three weeks from now, March 21st, the Clippers, Kings, and Spurs have two games. So if you're just pulling a DeJounte Murray flyer or any of the Kings or I'm not sure if there's any Clippers that I'd play, but any of the Clippers, you can drop them now and plan ahead to get a team that has like four, three or four games playing. Absolutely. I'm excited for the playoffs to start. Are you in the playoffs? How's your league looking? Bro, I'm on the cusp right now of my, my league. Like literally it's down. I was down like I was up by two assists and then I had Malachi Flynn out. I had Jalen Suggs out, and I had Fred Van Vliet out all today. Oof. It is Rough. painful. And then me and um, ninth place are one game apart, and his matchup's actually very tight also. So. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, it's bad for me. I'm not going to talk about it. It breaks my heart too much. But thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening to this episode. Anything you want to add? Um, who hurt you the most this week? I mean, this year. In terms of fantasy, not just an open. I I drafted (laughs) (laughs) most. (laughs) Mom, mom. (laughs) I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Um, I picked AD this year. That was rough. But I I think what really surprised me was Dame not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had both of them, and that just tanked my entire season. So. Yeah, the ones they carried my season, but they, it was just too much as um, Paul George. Uh huh. Yeah, that one really hurt me. Um, Brogdon, whenever he's out there, he's killing it. But he's I think he's only played like 40 games this year. He hasn't right. played too many games. Damn. Um, so moving forward, I'm going to try and draft. I always change my team name at the end of the year as a note for my next year's draft. So I'll like, put like only floors or not injured dudes. So yeah, next, next year, I'm going to go for the more. Good idea. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Make sure you check us out every week, every Monday on all streaming podcast platforms um, and on Kumu's 7 p.m. Sunday nights. All right, we'll catch you guys later.